comes in the midst of a new rash of right-wing conspiracy theories. Right-wing conspiracy theory disinformation. Fringe right-wing conspiracy theorists. Right-wing conspiracy theorists. Right-wing conspiracy theories. An insidious conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. I can remember when Glenn Beck joined Fox News was when my mom became very susceptible to conspiracy theories. Remember when the media could be trusted? At least when we thought they could be trusted? When it was filled with men and women who were hungry for the truth, who had no problem bringing down politicians, Republicans, or Democrat if it meant exposing D.C.'s abuse of you. Well, that breed of reporter is nearly extinct now, gone with the dinosaurs. Now, thanks to our media's collusion with government and big tech, facts are left entirely unexplored. And in that vacuum for truth, skeptical Americans are left alone, searching for answers. But now, for the left, healthy skepticism has become synonymous with conspiracy theories. And with destructive tactics pulled straight from Saul Alinsky himself, they continue to label truth seekers as dangers to the republic. I've said this before. Misinformation is killing us and killing our democracy. It is time for the experts, the fact checkers, big tech, the media, the government elites to sit down and shut up. We're not taking it anymore. And we're never going to stop asking questions and demanding the truth. Tonight, I'll show you how we, you and me, have been right all along. The conspiracy theories that all turned out to be true. Hello, America, and welcome. Uh, Tonight, you're going to understand your world a whole lot more. It's a chalkboard show. I love it when he does the chalkboard. Um, We're going to explain your country. You're going to understand why Tucker Carlson and Dan Bongino um, are are gone um, and not broadcasting and why I built the blaze. If you are not a member of the blaze, we need you now more than ever to sign up. Uh, You know, um, Tucker Carlson had to put up something and said, hey, send me your email. I need to make sure that we are in touch with each other at all times because we will never. Uh, be silence. We will never not tell you what we believe to be true. Um, I would not be able to do this chalkboard if I was still at Fox today. So let's start. I want to show you the three steps to control. Okay, these are three main levers uh, for control of authoritarian governments. They are also the top three things that the U.S. intelligence agencies monitor and target for successful coups. The first one is military. Control the military. Now, in these kinds of governments, authoritarian, the military can't be apolitical like our military always has been. It must be a weaponized political machine and a vehicle for government propaganda. It's not just the first line of defense against hostile foreign threats. It's a reflection of the regime's political arm. Thus, it must be feared by anyone that might have a different opinion. So when did our our military become um, politicized and become weaponized? Well, let me start taking you back just a few years. Remember the Biden administration? What happened right after January 6th? Do you remember? They immediately stood down the entire U.S. military. Stand down. 
to root out all those dangerous white and Christian nationalists. Now, I'm sure they got some of the people out then, but then we had COVID. And COVID, if you were religiously or you were just politically uh, saying, I do not want to take the vaccine, you had to be dismissed. Even though workforces all around the country and the world now are rehiring people, no, no, no. Not in the military. And how is the military being used as a propaganda arm for anything woke? Come on. The ideological purge continued with the vaccine mandates. Do you think anyone woke was affected by that? You'll never see anything, anything like this. In At least we've never seen it in our country. You will see it only in dictator and authoritarian run countries. But this is textbook in authoritarian regimes all throughout history. You have to control the military. Next, control the money. Control the money and you can control the people because you can take away the ability to transactions um, that were made in private. You monitor and you control and you eliminate any forms of finance that exist outside of the federal system. Let me ask you a few questions on this one. How many smaller banks are currently going belly up in the wake of the banking crisis? How many more banks that accept Bitcoin are crashing or being strangely closed down by the government? Will crypto even exist in America in the next few years? Isn't it interesting that the same moves our government is making towards crypto are the exact same moves not made by free nations, but by authoritarian governments like China and Russia? And the last step, control the media. This one's really important. If you control the media, you control the narrative. You have to weaponize the experts. We're living in a time now where experts make all of the decisions. That's what the administration is. Just a a table full of experts that are running the agencies and they'll decide what's right and what's wrong. And if you weaponize those experts, they, the approved ones, are the faces that you will see every night on cable news. They are the ones that define truth for the entire country. And any media outlet in the country that fails to stay in check will pay a price, be eliminated. This week, it was announced that Tucker Carlson was being ousted at Fox News. The series of events that preceded this is absolutely insane. Check this out. Dan Bongino just uh, let go a couple of a uh, couple of days ago because, well, Fox just couldn't come to a contract with him. Really? A massive lawsuit was levied at Fox, approaching nearly a billion dollars that they settled. Seven hundred and eighty seven uh, uh, million. Uh, AOC went on MSNBC just a day earlier calling for censorship, claiming that Fox News incites violence. And then 60 Minutes aired a Tucker hit piece the same night regarding his shows that asked questions about Ray Epps. And Ray Epps, strangely believed by the New York Times and uh, CBS News, he said, Tucker Carlson is, is targeting me. Sounds like a lawsuit. The message couldn't be more clear. If a media outlet asks the wrong questions, if they stray from the approved agenda or a narrative, 
prepared to be destroyed. The government's approved media and approved experts will tell you what's true or not. They will shut down any form of questioning and investigation that they don't like with two simple words. Conspiracy theory. Those two words get you labeled as a kook. It'll get you deplatformed, canceled, laughed at. And a lot of times you can tell what the government wants to hide by tracking what gets labeled a conspiracy. And now more and more things are labeled a conspiracy. I want to show you a list just here in recent history of just some. I mean, there are so many more than just this. But let me just go over some. These are the things that were labeled a conspiracy theory that were not a conspiracy theory. Remember, in June 2010, the Obama administration told us that I was really hatching this conspiracy theory to think Obamacare would make you lose your doctor or health plan. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Well, I knew that wasn't true from the beginning. So did you. Well, that was a conspiracy theory and a dangerous conspiracy theory until October of 2013. That's when NBC News finally admitted that the conspiracy theories were right after all. In February 2011, I said that the caliphate would return. Didn't take a genius. You just have to watch what's happening. And it would all stem from Benghazi and it would end up in the Middle East. Well, everybody laughed. All those laughs stopped when ISIS formally established the caliphate in June of 2014. In February 2020, they approved, the approved narrative was that masks work to stop the spread of COVID. We told you at the time they, they can't work. It was a conspiracy, dangerous rhetoric. You're going to get grandma killed. If you suggest otherwise, you're an enemy. Well, by February 2023, the New York Times felt it was now safe enough to suggest uh, otherwise. Then, I love this, you have the lockdowns. I mean, how do you justify the lockdowns? In March 2020, it was a dangerous conspiracy to question the government-made uh, mandated lockdowns, especially those that were becoming very draconian all over the country. Well, by February 2022, they admitted, yeah, um, it doesn't provide any benefit and it actually may have caused more harm than good, which is exactly what the conspiracy theorists were, uh, were saying the whole time. Now, the list goes on. February 21, the Wuhan lab leak theory. It was a conspiracy we had the goods on this one that people are now just starting to look at. We had this in our special three years ago. Well, that was a conspiracy and a very dangerous one. The Wuhan lab leak? No, no, no. Not until July, uh, I'm sorry, February of 2023. The Department of Energy just came out and said a few months ago, well, okay, it probably did happen. July 1st, 2021, critical race theory. It's being taught in our schools. How dare you say that? That is absolutely untrue. Critical race. It actually was confirmed by the National Education Association 
that they voted and approved CRT in all 50 states like three days later. It didn't last long. Of course, natural immunity is a replacement for a vaccine. That wasn't how how dare you say that natural immunity. Yeah, well, 921, it was uh, a conspiracy and a dangerous conspiracy theory. They finally admitted February of uh, of 23 that. Yeah, OK, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's just as effective, if not better than any vaccine, but no apologies, no, no place to go get your reputation back. We've all been destroyed by the media and the experts. And of course, Hunter Biden's laptop. It's part of a Russian disinformation conspiracy. March 2022, the majority of mainstream media finally accepts that, oh, wait a minute, it is true. Huh. And what did we find out this week? We found out that, what a surprise, the Clinton campaign was involved in all of this stuff. They were doing all of the stuff that was called a conspiracy theory. 2018, conservatives are so dangerous, they're saying that Twitter is shadow banning. That's just not happening. It's a dangerous conspiracy. Is it? Because then Elon Musk came out and showed the documentation. Not only were they shadow banning, the government was involved. Highly illegal. February 2021, pushing everyone to ditch meat. You will eat the bugs. Okay, that sounds crazy. Unless you actually read the words of the people who are running seemingly everything right now to save the planet. May 2021, you may have to eat the bugs. October 2021, Fauci. There is no gain-of-function research that was happening. The hubris on this one is amazing. The NIH documents debunked that one a month before Fauci was lying about it. But, yeah, don't worry about it. No big deal there. October 2022, it was absolutely absurd. Uh, Absolutely absurd to say that the dollar was going to lose its dominance and become at risk of losing its world reserve currency status. I've been saying this one for a long time. No one, no one ever said that was possible. I said that's because you're just looking at the floatiest piece of poop in the toilet bowl. Just because we're the best and the rest of them should be flushed. Wait until somebody comes up with something better. Then our goose is cooked. No, that'll never happen. Yeah, yeah. Now, March 2023, media outlets all over the place been reporting that the dollar is now at risk. But you know what? Danger, Will Robinson. There's still a lot of people that don't believe it, don't know, have no idea what that means. Like, i.e. Venezuela. October 2020, conspiracy to claim COVID deaths are being inflated. Oh, except they were and took two years, but they finally admitted that Uh, CNN, I think, admitted this one. They had an analyst on claim covid deaths were being overcounted. What a surprise. Trump was colluding with uh, Russia in 2018. Of course, conspiracy theory to claim otherwise. Uh, Of course he was, except he wasn't. The New York Times two years later, um, actually four years later, Uh, admitted that they were wrong. 
Finally, August 22, the White House. They knew or directed the Mar-a-Lago raid. It was impossible to think the president didn't know that. No, no, that was dangerous, dangerous. Conspiracy. April 2023, oh, it was revealed that the White House granted the FBI a special access request. They knew all about it. They were lying. It wasn't a conspiracy theory after all. If you can control the media, control the experts, control the narrative, control the country, you got it. That's all you have to do. Truth is now whatever is politically beneficial or convenient at any given time. When it's no longer convenient to hold on to that, they then say, oh, yeah, that's of course that's the truth. And never look back. This list is a microcosm of what is actually on the list. It is I could go I could go all night. I'm going to go into a few of these in more detail and show you that's not all, folks. Things have gotten much worse. Next. Just a few years ago, uh, I talked to you about a trust implosion. I did a chalkboard uh, that had eight or nine things that had to happen before we would lose our country. The last two were trust implosion and then war. Trust implosion has happened and it has put us in a very bad place. Implosion of trust in our government and our media is a huge problem. There's a famous example of how the tide of public opinion really started to turn against the Vietnam War, and it was with Walter Cronkite. He reported from Vietnam in 1968, and he didn't follow the government's official line about Vietnam. Cronkite had never stated a public position on the war, but at the end of his hour-long report, he said that it seemed to him that the bloody war could only end in a stalemate. After the report aired, President Johnson said, if I've lost him, I've lost middle America. Just a few years later, the Washington Post exposed Watergate. America had this general idea that the news media spoke truth to power. We believed that this one was uh, one of the main tools that the people had for keeping government in check. Movies and TVs reinforce this idea over and over and over again. Virtuous uh, journalists taking down the power-hungry villains. Media used to be anti-the man. But now the media has joined forces with the man. They are the man. And when you add big tech to the mix, it makes the narrative coordination easier and more powerful and dangerous than ever. We went from Watergate, where the media took down a president by exposing a crime and cover-up, to the Russia collusion story, where the media made up a crime to try to take down a president. Now the only people who really seem to question the federal government are called conspiracy theorists. And I'm not talking about the fringe of the fringe who hang out on Reddit all day and are wearing their QAnon t-shirts at Area 54. I'm talking about regular, everyday Americans who are labeled conspiracy theorists because what they see on that little box in their home doesn't make any sense. They're now called dangerous just for asking obvious questions. You can't have that track record as experts. You can't say that many things are conspiracy theories and be dead wrong, never apologizing and have any credibility. I want to take you back to the COVID-19 lab leak theory. 
even though there were very good common sense reasons to ask questions and very good, important medical reasons to ask about the initial outbreak in Wuhan, the Fauci and elites and media quickly decided that that was a dangerous conspiracy theory. We know now why they did this. At the end of 2020, NPR did a poll that found, quote, 40 percent of the respondents say they believe coronavirus was made in a lab in China, even though there is no evidence for this. There's plenty of evidence now. Scientists say the uh, virus was transmitted from humans uh, from another uh, species. Really? What's the species? The former head of CNN told his staff not to look into the lab leak theory because it was just a Trump talking point. My staff would quit and they should quit if I ever said, don't look into that. I actually know the truth. That's not journalism. Real journalism would be skeptical of any president's talking points or anyone who said, don't look there. By February 2021, Facebook banned all mention of the lab leak theory in its effort to protect you from misinformation. Three months later, Facebook lifted its ban, quote, in light of ongoing investigations into the origin. I remember we did our special years ago on this. We showed you the documents. We couldn't even be on Facebook. We couldn't run that on YouTube. We were dangerous. We didn't sit down. We didn't shut up. We never will. Well, now the U.S. Department of Energy reports that COVID most likely came from a leak in Wuhan. Two, two leaks, exactly the way we laid it out years ago. The FBI director, Christopher Wray, also recently confirmed that the FBI believes the pandemic started from that lab leak. We don't have 100% smoking gun proof it was a lab leak, but it is nowhere near a conspiracy theory. Yet all of the media, mainstream media, lapdogs, they're, they're, they're so clairvoyant, they, they can debunk this fringe theory as soon as the pandemic began, with not, without even looking. Let's look at another crazy conspiracy theory, that the government wants to ban gas stoves. This one started in January. Who started it? Richard Trumpka Jr., the head of Biden's Consumer Product Safety Commission, told Bloomberg that gas stoves pose a hidden hazard and that, quote, any option is on the table. Products that cannot be made safe can be banned. Well, I just have to tell you, Trumpka is stressing on CNN that the ban would only apply to new stoves. But Trumpka was one of the guys who said it was a conspiracy theory that you wouldn't be able to keep your doctor. I know Trumpka. I've been around the block a few times with Trumpka. Uh, I don't believe him on the gas stoves. Well, of course, that was backlash. Uh, Gaslighting began. Dangerous, dangerous conspiracy theorists. Nothing to see here. No one is talking about banning gas stoves. Then CBS said federal regulators will not ban gas stoves after all. Wait, I... I thought they were never doing that. A month later, after the story mostly died down, the Department of Energy unveiled a new rule that will make around half of the current gas stove models that are in stores no longer eligible for purchase. Wait until I tell you on radio in the next couple of days about a town in uh, Oregon. They are fighting because the state has decided no more gas anything. Sure, okay. Government's not banning gas stoves. Delay, delay, delay until it's too late. Oh, by the way, guess who was talking about evil gas stoves over a year ago? Yeah, 
the World Economic Forum, which is a conspiracy theory. It doesn't exist. Just mentioning it is dangerous. Now, next, the Hunter Biden laptop conspiracy theory. This one was always a weird story. When it first came out, we weren't sure. It had the makings and markings of a conspiracy theory. But once the context actually the contents actually started spilling out of his laptop, it was clear it was Hunter Biden. You know, he never denied ownership of the laptop. The computer shop owner, we talked to him, literally had the receipt signed by Hunter Biden. None of that mattered to the mainstream media. They wouldn't touch the story. For a while, Twitter and Facebook banned the New York Post for reporting on it. And anybody like us who said, I think we should look into this. Maybe worst of all was a letter signed by over 50 former intelligence officials calling the entire saga Russia disinformation. Now, what have we learned this week? Oh, all those people that were involved with the Bidens and formerly with the Clintons, they all started it. Joe Biden knew. Once Joe Biden had been in the office for over a year, the New York Times and the Washington Post decided it was safe to ask some questions and poke around in the laptop story. And then in a shocking twist, they decided, well, this isn't a fairy tale. In February, the national director of uh, or the former director of national intelligence, James Clapper, whined to The Washington Post. The letter signed by him and all those intelligence veterans was misunderstood. He said there was a message distortion. Politico deliberately distorted what we said. No admission that he was completely wrong or it was a game to make sure Biden won the election. Instead, it was Politico's fault. Unbelievable. Now, this leads me to another conspiracy theory. Big government and big tech have been deliberately censoring conservative views. How dangerous. In 2020, Pew Research found 90% of Republicans think social media sites censor political viewpoints. Well, once Elon Musk took over Twitter and cracked open the files, this conspiracy theory turned out to be conspiracy fact. And not just censoring conservatives, but any kind of view that the left would disagree with. During a hearing last month, for example, Congressman Jim Jordan showed a 2021 email from the White House to Twitter asking them to delete a tweet from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Why? Well, his tweet implies a question about the safety of COVID vaccines. Well, I think a lot of Americans have questions about that. The mainstream media is now primarily devoted to protecting left-wing agenda items at all costs. So is social media. If probing something could damage an agenda item, they don't ask any questions. And because the agenda must be protected at all costs, they not only don't investigate, they now demonize those asking questions and label them conspiracy theorists. Well, if that's what a conspiracy theorist is, that you're willing to just ask questions... Give me my label. Asking questions is supposed to be the basis of journalism and, dare I say it, life. In the absence of real answers, that's where you get conspiracy theories because they fill the void. When everybody's like, that doesn't make any sense. I'll show you after the break. This is not a new phenomenon. Next.
You know, it's so laughable. We're probably going to get banned for doing a show about conspiracy theories when we're debunking conspiracy theories and even trying to figure out what a conspiracy theory is. What does the term mean? One group claims that the CIA invented the term after John F. Kennedy's assassination to try to discredit people who voiced their doubts about the government's official report on JFK's death. Although they had already used that word because of the farewell speech of Eisenhower. It wasn't the invention of the CIA. The, con- the term conspiracy theory was being used in the New York Times at least as far back as 1863 during the Civil War. One researcher traced the use of conspiracy theory as a, quote, general way of thinking about the world. In a 1945 book called The Open Society and Its Enemies by philosopher Karl Popper. Popper discussed this idea when major things happen in society. Uh, They are the, quote, result of direct design by some powerful individuals and groups. Americans have been kicking conspiracy around, uh, conspiracy theories around forever, even at our nation's founding. Uh, even if people weren't calling them conspiracy theories yet, it is in our DNA to be paranoid about our liberty. It's a good thing. Do you remember the Gadsden flag? The words, don't tread on me. It implies a high level of vigilance against threats to liberty. And the snake is facing, dare I say it, to the left. During the Revolutionary War, there was actually conspiracies to contend with. This is so, these are so much fun. I have these in our museum. These are original volumes of minutes from the meetings for the Committee Detecting Conspiracies, 1776 to 1778. This was a New York State committee charged with, quote, inquiring into, detecting, and defeating all conspiracies which may be formed against the liberties of America. The committee was headed by John Jay, who later became the first Supreme Court Justice of the Supreme Court. His committee investigated over 500 cases of betrayal and sedition, even uncovered the real plot to kill George Washington involving some of his elite bodyguards. An early example of a widespread conspiracy theory in America came in the build-up to the 1800 presidential election. Many Federalists became convinced that Thomas Jefferson was part of an Illuminati plot to overthrow overthrow America's young government with a French-style revolution. Jedediah Morris, a a congregational minister in Massachusetts, helped spread the alarm that the Illuminati were working, quote, to root out and establish Christianity and overturn all civil government. Timothy Dwight, president of Yale at the time, also warned in the sermon that the Illuminati were aiming for, quote, the overthrow of religion, government, and human society, civil and domestic. These they pronounced to be so good that murder, butchery, and war, however extended and dreadful, are declared by them to be completely justifiable, if necessary, for these great purposes. You mean like the ends justify the means? The original, by the way, Illuminati group was uh, real. It started in Germany. It was in the 1770s. It was started by a Jesuit who became disillusioned with the Catholic Church. He wanted to start a small secretive group modeled on the Freemasons to replace Christianity with a religion of reason. They weren't successful, or were they? But uh, their radically secular ideas, including the promotion of atheism, suicide, and abortion... Any of that sound familiar? Spook the Europeans 
and the Illuminati, uh, the legend grew until it eventually reached America. One Jefferson supporter, a preacher named John C. Ogden, used the Federalists' own conspiracy theory against them. Uh, in a series of articles in the Philadelphia newspaper, he said that Morse and Dwight's Illuminati claim was just a front. He said they were actual Illuminati members working to destroy America's government. That's what they'd have you believe. He even wrote a pamphlet, said a view of the New England Illuminati, who are diligently engaged in destroying the religion and government of the United States. His new conspiracy theory gained steam. Articles were picked up for newspapers all across the country. The weird battle of conspiracy theories resulted in Jefferson just barely beating John Adams. But neither conspiracy was true. There weren't any Illuminati agents at the time working in America. Notice he said at the time. During the Civil War, there were conspiracy theories in the North related to the so-called slave power or slaveocracy, which supposedly a cabal of southern elites were pulling strings behind the scenes to expand slavery, which was kind of true. The South had their own conspiracy theories about abolitionists uh, organizing slave results, uh, revolts, um, which, no, wait a minute, that was the North saying that about the South of the South. No, neither of those are true. In the 1920s, Henry Ford helped spread a nasty conspiracy theory called the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Uh, that is very anti-Semitic. Uh, Henry Ford was an awful human being. It was a conspiracy theory about Jews taking over and running the world. Well, it was originally published in Russia in 1905. Ford paid to have half a million copies of the book printed. Hitler later became a very big fan of uh, not only the book, but of Henry Ford. And the Nazis used that often in their propaganda. More recently, 9-11 conspiracy theories still won't die. Five years after 9-11, over 50% of Democrats said it was likely that George W. Bush let the 9-11 attack so he could push the U.S. into a war in the Middle East. But that wasn't a dangerous conspiracy theory. See how this works? Probably nothing in American history has fueled more conspiracy theories than the deaths of presidents in office. There were theories about the assassination attempt on Andrew Jackson, the sudden death of William Henry Harrison and Zachary Taylor, the murders of Lincoln, Garfield and McKinley, and especially the assassination of JFK. But see, here's where the government plays it all wrong. In the 50 years after JFK's death, two thousand books have been published about the assassination. In 2021, a study of researchers from the University of Louisville in Miami found 44 percent of Americans believe JFK was killed by a conspiracy. Yet they still won't release President Biden, President Trump. Nobody will release all of the government's JFK assassination files. Why? Well, in December, Biden did release over 13,000 documents, but 4,300 records are still being withheld. The White House memo explained that Biden is allowed to postpone the release of documents as long as it, quote, remains necessary to protect against an identifiable harm to the military defense, intelligence operations, law enforcement or the conduct of foreign relations, which is such gravity that it outweighs the public interest in disclosure. 
Okay, that doesn't really help the conspiracy theorists uh, here in America, especially those around JFK. And they also did release, oh, and by the way, uh, the CIA, uh, they did have Lee Harvey Oswald on uh, on payroll. But uh, that's all we can tell you. It's not going to help. Generally, we think that Americans are into conspiracy theorists, and we're into it more than ever before. But according to researchers, that's actually, it's not as bad as it was in the late 1800s. They say economic and technological changes don't seem to affect our belief in conspiracy theories, but technology does disseminate the theories much faster now. So the researchers also found that a roughly Equal number of Democrats and Republicans believe in conspiracy theories. But the proportion is actually greater among people who don't identify with either party. According to a Journal of Social and Political Psychology study from 2021, 9 in 10 Americans believe in at least one conspiracy theory. The study found 35% of Americans think one secret group controls the world. I don't think it's secret. They're out in the open. It's the world economic... Did I say that out loud? 27% believe Republicans stole the election in 2000, 2004, and 2016. 37% still think Trump colluded with Russia. 43% believe that the deep state exists. Count me as one of those. And 50% believe Epstein didn't kill himself. Conspiracy theories have always been a part of our messy democracy. But we are now primed for conspiracy theories now more than ever because of the intense 70 plus years of government secrecy under our belts. A media that is colluding and not not holding anyone responsible where it's clear the crimes were committed. We're also always finding out something new that the government kept from us. We're going to look at some of the worst examples of that next. He's been shot. He's been shot. Hey, Oswald has been shot. It is crazy how many conspiracy theories came out of the JFK assassination. And as if that weren't shocking enough, Americans watched Lee Harvey Oswald, the suspected killer, gunned down by Jack Ruby on live TV. Why would he do that? Warren Commission came out with a report in 1964, concluded Oswald and Ruby were not part of a larger conspiracy. But then in 1978, the House Select Committee on Assassinations said Kennedy was, quote, probably assassinated as a result of a conspiracy, which they go on to explain may have involved, involved multiple shooters and organized crime. What are we supposed to believe there? I'm reading a new book out about the assassination, and it talks about Kennedy and how he was against um, foreign wars. And he sounded very Trump, quite honestly. And I don't think it's I don't think it's that crazy to believe that when you have a military industrial complex, something that the five star general of World War Two, he was a Pentagon guy warned about just a couple of uh, years before that we have got to watch this. I don't think it's that much of a conspiracy theorist theory to say that maybe. Some of those that were opposed to his motive of peace would do just about anything to keep him out. I I don't know if that's true, but I don't think we have the truth. I don't think we have the truth on why 
Donald Trump was destroyed. I mean, it wasn't just because the media didn't like him. There's something much deeper. I think it's because he was the only one that would kick down the walls. Conspiracy theories, it is, it is something that uh, Saul Alinsky talks about, how to discredit people. But it is also something that uh, Cass Sunstein, who was, you know, just a, he was just a behavioralist in, in, in Harvard. And, you know, when he went to the White House, he completely changed his views. He said some pretty crazy things at Harvard, but that was just in the academic stating, uh, 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 climate. And yeah, he didn't mean any of that, not in the real world. Mm. His advice was to claim everything is a conspiracy theory because it will give you time to make sure everything is, the seeds have already been planted, that the growth has already started to be there. So even if it turns out to be true later, it doesn't matter. People will forget. That came from Sam, uh, from uh, Cass Sunstein. I believe that's what they're doing. And every time someone says, this is a conspiracy theory, With a record like they have, I would urge you to take it for what it is worth. You see who the messenger is. Because all the conspiracy theory talk, all it does is confuse half of the nation and and then gives that time for that seed to grow. I don't know what happened to Tucker Carlson yet. Um, a lot of things could have happened. But I think it is reasonable to suspect that this is bad for Donald Trump to lose him at Fox. Fox will lose a lot of viewers. His Donald Trump's campaign will be mainly covered by Fox News. Nobody's watching it. Better for Biden. Um, I think that's just possibly one of the reasons. I know they wanted to destroy uh, Tucker Carlson because of his voice. I've gone through it. Many people that worked at Fox have gone through it. Um, That is what they live for at places like Media Matters. That is why I created this network. When I left, it wasn't like uh, it is with Tucker Carlson. They mocked me when I left, said I was going to do some Internet thing because the Internet wasn't really a thing for a, a big celebrity at the time. It wasn't a, a, the place that you would go for credible anything at the time. But you believed in it. Many of you are still the first three, uh, 300,000 subscribers. You're still with us, and I appreciate that. And I told you at the time we were going to build something that could be uh, the Alamo. That after everything else would fall, we would still remain. We do take commercial sponsors. We vet them seriously to see if they have a spine. We don't take anybody that doesn't have a spine. But we really count on you. Fox News is going the way of the dodo bird. They have made their choice. I think they were wrong. Um, But I don't like to see anybody, even a competitor, go out of business. We need everyone on board. I would ask that you would join somebody um, and support them. My real ask is that you would support us. If you find anything that we do of value, 
If you think, if you learn one thing that's important a month, please subscribe now and use the promo code DUMPFOX and join us here at blazetv.com slash Glenn.